You're listening to Rust Belt Running. Running is what makes me realize that, like, I'm a human being who is worth something. That is not a good measurement of my value as a human. We get between eight and 10,000 additional comments, and I read every one of them. So you had to run Sand Run for your first. You become race director and take it out. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's got to be old guy naked in the locker room. I, I get to spend time with my friend Adam. I get to do something with my friend. Right now, I'm not thinking much beyond what I'm going to be drinking next week at this time. Coleslaw on a taco is not taco, it's barbecue. And so we'll be discussing tonight with some occasional swear words from Andrew because he's upset. And that's okay. I know him as the biggest Kid Rock fan around. You rap that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God. You're listening to Rust Belt Running. I'm Adam Wheeler. You can find me on social media at Wheels Up in CLE. Joined as I always am by Andrew Hedinger. You can find him on social media at Andrew Runs a Lot. If you want to find the podcast on social media, you can find us at Rust Belt Running. Before we go any further, let's take a quick break to tell you a little bit about what we do with run coaching. Adam, why don't you tell us about it? It's personalized run coaching. It takes into account the schedule that you have to get your runs in, the goals that you have, as well as the base that you come to us with. You talk to us about what it is you want to be doing, the time that you have to do it, and we come up with a personalized plan that fits your needs, works on you towards your goals, and helps provide a bird's eye view on your training to make sure that you don't plateau, to make sure that you're doing the correct training that's appropriate for you, and to get you showing up on race day, confidence that you're going to be ready to hit your race goals. So to learn more about how we can help you hit your race goals, go to rustbeltrunning.com. There you can find out about our different levels and coaching, find out more about us as runners and coaches, or you can support the show with buying merch, a sweatshirt, a patch that you can iron on to your singlet for that race that you're running soon. Maybe you don't want people knowing that you listen to us, but regardless, support the show. But for now... Sit back and enjoy the rest of this episode. Andrew, how are you doing, bud? We did it, Adam. We did it. What did um, we do? Wait, we ended the pandemic. Oh, it's over? <laughs> it's over. That's amazing. You did, yeah, yeah. It was finally, officially, um, it's the, the, the public health emergency has been lifted. So, um, so we're all set. Yeah, congratulations, guys. Congratulations. We, we, we might not have been in it together, um, and we might all hate one another, but we did it. We did it. We might have lost a lot. <laughs> we might have lost a lot of listeners because we're woke, but we did it. You know, what's funny is that we probably lost a few, and yet there's also a few that liked us that then when we got back to running, we're like, wait a minute. This isn't what you were doing in 2020. <laughs> I think that's that was uh, that was Patrick Lieber's uh, yeah <laughs> response to us a little bit yeah um, but yeah I you know that was that was kind of a fun trip yeah I posted that um, that highlight that I did back at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020 that where was everybody wild. was talking about like everything we were gonna do and enjoy after two weeks um, Jesus it, yeah and then. Man, I tell you what, it didn't feel like that the other day. I don't even think most people even noticed. So, yeah, uh, well, 
It's like there was, at least in Ohio, because everywhere has been different. You know, you talk to like Eric Gennaro, mm -hmm. Massachusetts was very different. And me being in the service industry, taking care of people from all over mm -hmm. the country, it was very different depending on where you went. But it's like Ohio, there was the, the very acute phase, which in my mind ended in mid to late May in 2020 when my workplace reopened. Um, and then pretty much from that point on, it was like, all right, good to go. I mean, I think honestly it was that way more than we even let on in a place like Massachusetts. I mean, you look at like the, the point being made was that nobody even noticed that the emergency was lifted. Yeah. They oh didn't yeah. No, they didn't notice that in Boston. They didn't notice that anywhere. Yeah. So I, I didn't even notice it just, ha I noticed it because of an onion article. <laughs> That's the only reason I noticed it um, was uh, the onion posted that doctors are throwing COVID patients out windows now because the health emergency's over. So um, yeah. Yeah, that's that. You know what I would like to see end? Mm. The people pen. running too fast after they or too quickly after they race. Okay, I would like to see that happen. Okay. Our our coaching chats are really fun when we have athletes that are resisting our coaching. <laughs> It'll be for the better, I promise. Uh no, I would like to see the pandemic of people that won't commit to getting in the turning lane end. This might be the thing that really mm. grinds my gears. I was out, I was mm. driving out to go run today and uh, I'm going up the, the main road that my apartment complex sits off of. And uh, there's, you know, we're approaching an intersection and there's a, a nice dedicated turning lane for people to turn yeah. left. And the SUV mm -hmm. in front of me is doing the ass half in, ass half out. Like, I don't want to yeah. commit to this lane that's dedicated to me. I, I can't go around. And uh, yeah, I really wanted to get to my run and get it done because I know I need to be back here to record and. It's it might be the thing that grinds my gears the most, and it was on my mind. So it's a pandemic of idiots that don't know how to commit to the turn lane. It's there, guys. It's it's for you. Take it. You know what? You're gonna bitch about left turns. I'm gonna bitch about right turns. You know what okay. I hate? You know what really grinds my gears? What's that? Is when people are turning right into a parking lot and they have to like basically come to a complete stop yes. on the road, and it's yes. like I'm going forty. I don't have that distance, like. Turn your ass if you cannot make a right turn while going a decent speed into a parking lot because you can't see over the steering wheel of your fucking Lincoln, then you're too old to drive. So stay out of Belden Village, please, for the love of God. This seems stay to be a very the specific example that you're using. <laughs> it's it's there's there's like four different shopping centers in the Belden Village area here in Canton that are very bad for it, and the road is kind of windy. And it's a four-lane road with a turn lane in the center, so the speed limit I think is like thirty-five to forty. Yeah. Um, so like you're you're traveling at a decent speed, yeah. and it's like you get these people who just have to come to a complete stop, and it's like it's seriously as if there were a stop sign. Like it's oh my gosh, it's yeah they shouldn't be able to drive. Um, yeah, people who can't get their ass into a turn lane, I'm with you hundred percent on that. Thank you. <sighs> yeah, I'm with you on the right turn the thing time. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this we is basic stuff. Something. You gotta like. This has to be like part of your driving test when you got your license way back when. The, the ability to make a turn while moving at a decent speed. It should. You should be required to retake the test for driving. I think. I agree. I, I agree. I, I, I and some people say it should only be when you're old. No, I think you should have to retake it like every couple of years. Because people are fucking ding-dongs. And it, um, 
Yeah, I was on one before we started recording, so I'm just we're just gonna keep it going. I yeah. am I, just I'm picturing the the segments that we would see on um, certain unnamed news channels about you know stripping away our freedom. That it's okay when 16-year-olds have to do it, but anything after that is like a loss of fundamental freedoms mm-hmm. that the founding fathers themselves created while driving to the convention hall in Philadelphia in their SUVs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. George Washington wouldn't stand for this man. Boy, we are way, way, way away from what we were here to talk about. Yeah, we are. Hey, you know what was fun mm-hmm. about waking up uh, last Sunday? was a video with you and I knew exactly what was going on when I saw you in a rust belt running singlet and you were whispering to me in the video because it was early mm-hmm. about how like, Hey man, when you're coming down here to spectate with me, actually I'll be on the course, but Brittany will be there. So I snagged a bit and I want to let you know that. I'm like, okay. Good to know. Yeah. So after glass city, um, I, uh, uh, it was actually the day after I when I, I I was I was in a pretty good space mentally. That that was mm-hmm. the only reason I actually even allowed myself to consider this. Yeah, I, uh, I wasn't like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Like I wasn't mad. I, I was right. just like, I want a little more. Like I I want a PR. I want a PR yeah. and a half. I'm I'm not. I don't want to go after 125 because that would be stupid to try to do that right now. I wonder if I can get a bib to Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in my hometown. I never race it. I usually just go out and spectate. So yeah. Um, I, uh, <laughs> so I, I asked, um, my PT, Bethany Haver, if she knew any <laughs> stress fracture victims or stressy victims, um, that weren't going to be, uh, using their bib for hall of fame. And, uh, she said she wasn't going to be using hers because she's just not in shape to run a half. So she allowed me to have her bib and, um, I, uh, yeah, I, Took a couple weeks real easy and decided to uh, to give it a go for another uh, another half PR, and it was a good day. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. was a good day. It was a little wet um, after I finished, but it was dry pretty much the whole time I was running. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, went out and. Um, yeah, it felt felt Glass City hit my legs at about mile seven. Um, okay, yeah, that makes sense. It got got a little. Those seven and eight were my two rough miles, and you can mm-hmm. see. I want to say they were rough though. I, you know, when I ran Columbus last year and I hit like twenty twenty one, I you know that was when I I started to kind of hit the hit the dark space, but I got out of it quickly by going, dude, you got. 307 in the bag like you're cool like you knew that's what you came here like knowing was the most likely result like you got that in the bag be cool like don't you know be cool that might be the best way to put it like don't get down on yourself like it's fine to sit here this is a little back but it's fine to sit here yeah and um and so that's what i did uh at hall of fame too it was like I, i i looked at my watch. I kind of did the time and knew where I was, um, compared to the mile markers and yeah, like seven, eight, I, I dropped a couple slower miles and was able to pick it back up and just thought, Hey, you know what? A PR is in the bag. Like 
I want, I, I kind of went there with the idea of 127, but that was just kind of what Nate Perez and I were going to go run for. It wasn't yeah. necessarily a goal. It was like, let's just do the, an arbitrary number to throw out there yeah, just to kind of give us something to shoot for. Um, that was still lower than the goal I wanted at Glass City, but I knew that that wasn't going to be possible having trying to race, trying to race two weeks before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we dropped the goal a little bit and then, you know, really, it really was like, let's grab a good PR and, uh, you know, to break 129 was pretty sweet and to run my fastest half at 37 without very many people knowing only a handful of people knew you didn't know. No. Um, I saw JP, uh, our athlete JP at the expo the day before, and he's like, you racing? I was like, no, I'm just picking up Nate's bib. That wasn't a lie. I was there to pick up Nate's bib. Um, right. I guess the part where I said no, that was a lie, but That's a lie. um yeah, you know, no, that was it was a good cover. I did literally pick up Nate's bib. What I loved was uh um Bethany's nickname is Behave. Mm-hmm. And uh due to how close to the race, um we uh we, we did the transfer, they couldn't change her custom bib. So you mm-hmm. can see it right there. It still says Behave. I love it. <laughs> so <clears throat> I told her that was, uh, it was, it's legally binding. She said it was okay to run. So if I got injured, I was going to sue her. <clears throat> Always a nice thing to say to your PT. <laughs> um, I, I didn't get injured. So it's uh, the point is moot. Exactly. We're good. Any PR. So it's even more moot. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, I'm one of the smart ones who, uh, I still haven't run. It's Saturday after the race and I'm, I've yet to run. So I, uh, yeah, I, I joked uh, a little bit ago about people running too soon after uh, goal races, uh, grinding my gears. I, I I saw a lot of that today. I'll tell you what, I, I waited a full three weeks post-Boston. So this past week yeah. was the first time that I've run. And, you know, the first couple of days, it was like, it was like a baby learning to walk again. Like, what the hell's going on? But I, I just before we got on here, I, I ran seven pretty hilly miles, and it's it's a little warmer, it's a little humid, and man, the legs feel good. Like it is, it is underrated how important it is to maybe give yourself an extra week off so that when you start, like yeah. the legs feel good, your body feels physically ready, uh, especially when when it's a big race with a lot of training mm-hmm. behind it. You know, if you're gonna do like little tune up races here and there, you know you and I both love to throw in some little summer stuff here and there that's just kind of thrown into training. Like that's fine. But when you're going and, and really training hard for a big race that you peak for giving yourself that little bit of extra time. So it's, it's almost like you're desperate to get back to it. It's a really good idea because right. mentally and physically you feel ready. Well, and you know, uh, so I think something that is kind of the mantra I've had this week is I've been, uh, you know, kind of battling every day with the weather turning where we finally had just beautiful weather this week. So it was, it was real hard to not take my shirt off, put on short shorts and go out in the, in the sun. It was real difficult to not do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I just really, uh, you know, I was just really telling myself like only bad can come from this. Like there's, nothing good is going to come from running too quick. Nothing. Only bad things can happen. So, um, that, that was really my, my mindset and, um, you know, it was similar to, I mean, they say reverse taper is kind of, it's kind of, you know, we, we, we say when we're in taper, we're in do no harm mode. Yeah. Um, 
that's a little bit where I where where you are after a race. So I, I said that because I was at the Clock Tower 5K this morning, and I saw mm-hmm. a lot of people who I know ran various races last week. And I just I, I it seems to be a lot. If you're one of them, feel free to you know slide into my DMs and tell me I'm an idiot or a pussy or whatever. Um, is what it is. Uh, but um, I'm healthy, so I hope you are too. Uh, but I, I will say Nate Perez and I, we were at, a, I think it was like two and a quarter okay. um, or so. Uh, it's a little out and back. So we saw people right like a quarter in and a quarter from the finish. And mm-hmm. as we were standing there watching people finish up that race, I remembered why I, um, I hate 5Ks because watching like you can see the suffering that is happening at that moment. And it is the worst. Like, I think it is five K's offer the most pain of pretty much any distance. It's short lived. You you can recover quickly, but man, that, that moment from like two, that last mile is just, no, the last 3.1 miles are just the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Like it is just, it is so awful. I'm glad I don't do those very often. Um, I do I love them, <laughs> but I hate them all at the same time. That's funny because I don't think I've ever actually run a competitive 5K. Like ever. Um, I think the shortest that I've ever gone is five miles. There's a five mile race that Towpath does in April. And I've run that a few times. Like especially if I'm going to do an, uh, a spring half, I'll do the yeah. five mile. It's just kind of like a quick little tune up, like just go out there and, and run really fast and kind of test my fitness a little bit. But I don't think I ever run a competitive 5k because I, you guys joke all the time. Like I, <laughs> I'm a slow boil kind of guy. It takes me forever to get into. You cross the finish. Year. Like I just started guys. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> like, well, and it's funny because as you were saying that, I, I realized, like I told you last week that I've got, I plan a little bit of an audacious double for myself for the summer. And it's really just kind of one of those, like, I just want to see if I can do this sort of thing. And the first part of that double is to try to go sub five at the guardian mile. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, so you're talking five minutes, like five minutes of suffering, get it done. Yeah. It goes well, it doesn't go well. Who knows? I mean, and I'm not well, a fast miler, so who knows what's going to happen there. Only thing with that race though, that might make the suffering. I don't know. I haven't raced a mile in forever, but might make the suffering slightly less is that, it's on a bridge, so yeah. the last half is downhill. You got to survive um, the uphill, right? And yeah. then you got to sur- you got to not trip, um, yeah. <laughs> and tumble. But yeah, yeah, that I, I I wish I wasn't. See, you're in a good spot. I'm training seriously for the fall, so I can't yeah. go do something like that. It's like it's just like PLX is putting on the track night in June. Yeah, and I love that. I love the idea of a track night, but. I can't do that this year. Like I got too much going on. Like we've even talked about Eagle up. Matt Martin and I had to talk about Eagle up this week and we're both like, yeah, dude, like I don't think there's any way I'm racing it. Like I want to go out and run hard, but I'd be an idiot. I'd be an idiot to go out and try to do like six tens, which was kind of what I had in mind. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like there's no way Like that's one that would be like full max. And that's not, that's not my goal. So I'm going to go out. I'm going to do probably like a two and a half mile warm up, 
run my 10 at like a solid clip and then do a two and a half cool down. And that's my long run. And then I'm yeah. going to drink a ton of beer, run around with a feather duster and <laughs> just have a really good time. I have a bunch of people wonder what the hell we're doing. <laughs> well, and, you know, what's funny is thing that... I could do for you. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love that movie. Uh... Gucci, Gucci, go. <laughs> My, my favorite scene from that movie is the shenanigans scene. And at the end, he comes in and he's got the lipstick all over his lips because he's been with the German couple. It's just so much of that movie is so good. My, uh, who wants a mustache ride? I do. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> One of my favorite things, we'll get back on topic in a second. One of my favorite like behind the scenes stories about that movie. You got So we're talking about Super Troopers for anybody that doesn't know. Uh, you know, you've got this ensemble of just crazy ass comedians, but then you've got Brian Cox, like a Shakespearean trained Scottish actor who, uh, would best be known right now for being in the final season of succession. This is a serious actor. And I've always wondered like, how the hell did that movie get Brian Cox? And apparently he essentially reached out to them because at that point he had done so many serious roles it's like, I just want to do something different. And he somehow caught wind of this, this low-budget, off-color police comedy. And he reached out and was like, hey, can I get in on this? And the guys were like, what? Like, this is a joke, right? He's like, no, I, I really just want to do something completely different from what I've been doing now for decades. I'm like, you're Brian Cox. Absolutely. It's all you, man. Um, so I just, oh, that's, it's such a good movie. There's so many good little moments in that movie. Uh, you you know who else um, transitioned like a, a a serious actor to comedy? Who's that? Leslie Nielsen. He used to do like he was like a real dramatic actor, and then yeah. he became this like ridiculously like ridiculously stupid comedian, like comic actor, and um, I mean turned in some of the best performances in the naked gun series and uh, especially airplane, airplane which is yeah. just, I mean, still like, I mean, that movie's from before you and I were born. I think I'm looking um, it up now. Maybe, it feels maybe it's between you and me. Um, 1980. So yeah, a little bit before me. <clears throat> so like, and people, we, we still quote it. Like you, mm -hmm. how many times do you go like, uh, if somebody says you can't be serious, I mean, your response is always going to be a gif of I am serious and stop calling me Shirley. Like yeah. you're going to do that all the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's so quotable. Like it's anchorman level quotable. Yeah. Um, but um, you know who else like made a transition um, from, from like something out of practice to something in practice? No. I told you I was going to nail this. His name is Matt Martin. Nailed it. So Matt Martin, I, I'm pretty proud of that one. <laughs> Matt Martin is a friend of ours and yep. has, you know, a little bit of a, a local legend, um, yeah. a, a local legend on a lot of um, routes on Strava or segments on Strava. Um, also just a bit of a local legend amongst the, um, Northeast Ohio running community. Well, um, to, to give you some of his accolades, he's uh, won the Eagle Up 50 miler last year, won the Buckeye 50K, 
Um, he's a 242 marathoner. Don't even know what his half PR is. I, <laughs> God. Um, but uh, yeah, ran a 242 at Boston this year. I think the dude has PR'd every marathon he's run. Um, and uh, and he DNF'd the <laughs> Burning River. <laughs> What's crazy about that, though, he runs like a 245 at Boston last year. He wins the mm-hmm. Buckeye 50K like a month later. He wins the Eagle well, Up 50 mile. He won Eagle Up and then Buckeye. Oh, was it? Okay. I, I couldn't remember I the think order. It was that way. Yeah. And then he goes out and attempts to run the Burning River 100. And just, you know, ultras are a different animal and you don't always finish the ultras that you start. He got to like, what, mile 53, 63? 53. It was pretty okay. shortly after we saw Yeah. Him. Um, but like to do all that in the summer and then he goes out and, you know, just crushes. Yeah, exactly. Like just the guy is, the guy is the definition of a workhorse, just an incredibly talented and knowledgeable workhorse too. Like his knowledge of running is just next level. He, he, uh, sent me a picture of like, I'm guessing it's a small part of his running library. And it's like, Ooh, I know that one. Ooh, I know that one. Ooh, nope. Haven't read that one. Gotta get that. (laughs) <laughs> well, well, you and Matt are uh, extremely similar in that respect. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I read um, a decent amount. You guys are voracious. Um, <clears throat> and I get a lot of my knowledge from guys like you. Um, <laughs> it's, you're my cliff notes. Appreciate um, it. And I, I also appreciate it. Uh, but we're, we're super pumped because Matt is bringing that knowledge to our team. Um, and he, and he's gonna, he's gonna begin, um, coaching with us. He, he was recently certified. This is something we've been talking about for a little while off and on, but we want to, uh, make it official and, um, welcome him to Rust Belt running. He will be on podcast with us, um, from time to time. I think we, we haven't, you know, discussed a percentage or anything like that. We're just going to do it when we can, but it's just going to give different dynamic um it's going to give us a uh another very experienced um seasoned knowledgeable coach to uh you know have another set of eyes on on our athletes and uh yeah just an all-around good dude he's been a friend of mine since before he was a marathoner so i'm super pumped to you know like have this chapter of his journey um you know, to kind of be with him and that is a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm super pumped, uh, to bring him on and we definitely want to, want to welcome him and, uh, look forward to, you know, not just seeing him PR more races in the future, but to help other people, uh, meet theirs. So yeah, Matt Martin, welcome. He's not on the podcast today. He, he couldn't manage his schedule. Yeah, our, like our collective schedules for the next, it, it's, it's tough enough with you and I trying to manage our schedule sometimes. And then you add in a third person and just, it didn't work out today. And then I, I really didn't have availability this upcoming week. Cause I start a new job on Monday and mm-hmm. I'm busy all, every night this week. And then I am out of town for a bachelor party next weekend. So yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's wild. It's, you know, summer is well, and we're also committed to not recording as much over the summer. So um, we're committed to not being committed because we want to enjoy, we want to enjoy our, the nice weather and our families and, running and not do this all the time and we get stale man we, we do i think something you and i recognized going through the spring is that um there are times we have really really good quality stuff um 
you know, we, we have on really good guests or there's really interesting races to recap or we're talking specifically about important moments in our training. And then there's also times where it's like, uh, man, like, what are we going to talk about today? And I think there's a recognition between you and I that, that quality beats quantity. As long as we're semi-regularly making sure we keep up with it, it's, it's better to have just really good quality stuff than just pumping stuff out. Yeah, for sure. And we do need so, to, we do need to enjoy time with our families. Like you and I are both summer guys. Mm-hmm. We and so it's important that we make sure that we enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I bought a small pool again this year. I, I yeah? skipped it last year, but I gotta. I'm hopefully gonna set that up this weekend so it can warm up. But uh, yeah, I wanna I wanna like just lay out with the fam and get tan again and be in a pool a lot. And like, I, not that this takes away from that. It's just something else to schedule around. And uh, I, I think, you know, that can become, you know, especially when, you know, I, I have big goals. Um, yeah. And, you know, in freaking June, there's so many races. Like we have mm-hmm. Eagle Up. There's a 5K I'm going to run. There's uh, Outrun Amen that I want to go to that. And I might sign Hayes up for that. Like there's... Mm-hmm so much stuff yeah and um fortune soccer is gonna be over oh it breaks my heart oh my god it well, makes mine whole and you know something else i want to point out too uh and, and you were the one that brought up this distinction in conversation a while ago you know you and i've been doing this podcast now for it's it's four and a half years mm-hmm. um you and I started coaching this time last year. Like I think May 19th was when we got our LLC approved. Um, you and I for the, for a year now have been podcasters who coach and we really want to make the transition to yeah. being coaches who podcast. And right. part of what that entails is creating spaces for ourselves to, you know, get out to races to, to watch and to network and support local races that are going on. Cause there are a lot of local races going on. Uh, and two, to create some time for ourselves just to work on our craft as coaches, to, to spend time reading and studying and planning and um, doing those things. I mean, it's you and I work opposite schedules, which makes it hard enough to, to get together and, and do things and collaborate on those things. So right. this is all just kind of it's how the business and the podcast transition. And that's that's good. Yep. It's, it's exciting. Nice. It's really exciting. And having Matt on board is kind of like a next step to that, too. Uh, like right on our year anniversary. That's super exciting. He brings such a unique skill set. Right. And it's weird because like we're doing so much of this as we're just kind of figuring it out as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, it's like even when it comes to like, you know, how we're going to structure, you know, the the revenue from this and how we, you know, make money off of it personally, we're kind of like, well, eh. <laughs> we're just go touch base once a month and figure it out because yeah. we don't know, we don't know. But it's you know, it's all part of an experience, and mm-hmm. um, I love doing this with with my with my dogs, with my wolves, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to great things coming. So um, yeah, Matt, welcome to Rust Belt Running. Yeah. Um, everybody, make sure that you uh, you go to restbeltrunning.com you can learn a little bit more about matt and uh and and his journey to uh what he's become and i hope he sends me an updated photo from what he most recently did because 
right now it's angry Matt tripping over a cone at the finish of Columbus last year. <laughs> so, yeah. I forgot all about that. <laughs> That's he's he sent me like a little bio on himself, and then he's he's like, "This is my photo," <laughs> and I've been waiting for the I've been waiting for the second one since then, and I haven't gotten it, but. Um, yeah, go to restbeltrunning.com. You can learn a little bit more about Matt. You can learn about myself and Adam. You can learn about um, RPR teams, which right now is the time to get you and your friends signed up to train for your fall races. It's a yeah. great option if you're putting a relay team together. If you got people in your office that you know you want some accountability with, um, that's a that's a great time to uh, whatever you just played really threw me off. I'm sorry, bud. Whatever. It's fine. I was I was rocking and rolling there too. I'm so it. sorry. I was trying you to find us, the. I was trying to find the teams, dude. I was trying to find the picture of Matt on Instagram, and I accidentally hit the reels button. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, ch- learn more about uh, Rust Belt running teams. There, sign up for individual coaching. Um, we're gonna try to start dropping some more merch options on our website as well in the coming weeks. Um, now that thick sleeves aren't needed, maybe we can throw some short sleeve or no sleeve stuff up there. Um, but yeah, uh, rustbeltrunning.com, check it out. Uh, feel free to like, subscribe, review us on your favorite podcast platforms. Adam, until next time. And Matt. And Matt. The, 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 the disembodied, it's not even a voice, but the, the, the imaginary Matt somewhere. Until uh, next time. Enjoy your miles, everybody. I love my log.